0: All righty. This is Slappercast episode number 70. seventy-seven zero. Yeah,
1: look at that. Yeah, septuagenarian. Look at that. Huh? All that's right. that's 70. seventy. Yeah, yeah. In, okay. in people terms. Yeah, yeah. So what are we what are we talking about today, gentlemen? What are we well, talking about? We're Let's ta- talk about Chad's first lift experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I can drive you home if you want. I can I can give you I can give you a lift. Oh really? Oh, cool. to charge you for it. What a nice guy. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm so inexperienced with this. I, I, you know, I thought I can't. Got to make sure I got everything. And of course, my <laughs> the base the this thing that screws onto the table is now in his car, maybe permanently. But. Uh, <laughs> Eric, he's, Eric he's, found out that that found out that it cost 15 bucks to, yeah. That's, to get, that's, <laughs> and this thing, the, the, the mic stand is the same one. Patrick's using the same model. This thing's cost like 12 bucks. So
2: <laughs> can't really justify it. And that. now you have parts. Yeah. Now but, you have spare parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but it was, it was cool. It's, it's very, very uh, impressive technology that makes that possible thank you. thank
1: you i did i did have an experience one time with an uber in new orleans that ended up almost becoming a lawsuit in a weird way um what did you do to him exactly <laughs> what did he do to me oh oh, oh. which made me want to do something to him so it was of course it was jazz fest it was like five or thirty in the morning the gig is over i'm with leslie we're wrapping up and we're like okay let's get let's get home let's get an uber and get back home we call uber he shows up and he's like where are you going and we said we're going Across the river, back to Algiers Point, which is, on the map, it's like this far away, but when you drive, it's like that far away, mm-hmm. and he refused. So here we are in the middle of the street at 5.30 in the morning, in the dark, she's got, I don't know, $3,000 cash on her from settling up the show or whatever, and I was fucking pissed. Might have had a few drinks, so I guess I was, I was, like. I it. guess I was doubly pissed. But I was like, you showed up here, and you're going to take us across the river. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I said, well, this is fucking bullshit. And I grab my stuff, and as he's leaving, I Ooh. tap the back of his car like that. Probably about that hard, too. Love you know, tap. About that hard, like, ah. Two weeks later, I get a phone call from Uber. Hey, did you, did you dent somebody's car? No. He's like, he's <laughs> claiming that you dented his car. I said, here's exactly what happened. I told the story about what happened. He said, like, well, he's saying that you broke his car. I was like, no possible way. The guy's just looking to get some money out of somebody. And about a month later, they, I got an email and said, okay, we resolved the situation and you were in the clear. But, I mean, seriously, just leaving us in the middle of the street. The straight, guy's gone now. Yeah, well, I think, I, think, I think what happened in New Orleans was, like we just talked about before the show, once Uber came in and the taxi cabs realized they were kind of going to be missing out because they're terrible business model, a lot of taxi drivers jumped to become Uber drivers. Smart they're is. just as surly, just as mm-hmm. terrible, uh, but now they're Uber drivers. We did finally get picked up by a guy with a nice Lincoln uh, SUV. Okay. He was super nice. He was dressed like in a suit at 530 in the morning. Well, who and isn't? He, exactly. And he took us home, and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's now our he's now our best friend. I don't remember his name, friend. but he was a very nice gentleman. John. Let's say it was John.
2: John, the Uber yeah. driver. Yeah. He's very nice. nice. Well, that was a great podcast. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's a Seventy. Nope, <laughs> you So take your.
0: I, I learned when, when I was living in New York when I would take camps to Laguardia. I always wanted to fly out of Laguardia because it was closer to where I live. I live on the Upper East Side, so it was about a twenty minute cab ride to LaGuardia as opposed to Newark, which would be like an hour or sometimes. Sure, if you're lucky. Yeah, if the traffic was was really bad, it wasn't worth the, the cab ride. was going to be really expensive. So I, I learned quickly that you needed to uh, ask before you got in the cab, can you take me to LaGuardia? <laughs> because some cabbies, they didn't want to go out of way. They don't want to go to the airport because it, it takes a big chunk of time out of their day. So I go, can you take me to LaGuardia? No, 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 like if he got in, it's like, it's like okay, Laguardia, like oh no, it's, I can't, I can't do it. No, the the cab will never make it. You know, yeah, we only do left turns <laughs> here. Sorry. <laughs> so you ask before you get in the cab, you save yourself some time. But anyway, good to pro know. tip.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, the taxi drivers. That's just that's insane. You know, living in living in Ireland or boston or wherever the hell we were was the transport was always decent so we we just never never had much call for taxis yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh of course now living in houston everybody drives so you just uh but uh, i've only had great experiences with with uber and lyft and yeah you know, might have
1: all been positive except for that one time yeah. in in new orleans but yeah. and
2: that band camp
1: trip yeah that's all right. But you got a friend. But got a you friend. gained a friend. John. <laughs> John. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. Whoever you are. <laughs> Whatever your Call name me. is. He called me, John. He never calls anymore. Of course, I haven't been to New Orleans in, I don't know, probably a year now. So, Uh-oh. a year and a half, maybe. So, not sure what's going on over there. There you go. So, Patrick gave us
0: a list of topics for us to consider.
1: Hey, love- where's our viewer questions? I'm getting kind of. Uh, for Clint? I, we must be, you know. Somebody, must have, somebody besides Greg must have a question F- out there. I th- Well, he did, but we rejected it. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was his question? What was it about favorite duo? No, favorite, what was
1: it? All notes. Moving on. <laughs> Scotty, is- Greg. Was favorite it- duo is Pork and Beans.
0: I think it was in Patreon. Let me, I'll put if I can pull it out. Simon and Garfield end the story. But you, you, your first one, you said, Patrick, I thought was a good one. It's the bands that should have had bigger
2: careers. Well, every day I wake up and I say, thank you, Phil. And they say, Phil who? And I say, shut up, chicks. <laughs> um, uh, Phil Liner, uh of Thin Lizzy. Uh, it, it, it blows my mind because I, I, I don't think there's a day that goes past where I don't have a, a little Thin Lizzy riff or a lyric. or a. Uh, and, and lately it's been Dublin, but it's, a, uh, it's early, early, early uh, philo, um, uh, this, just, just this, these lyrics from the song Dublin, uh, just running through my head. And, and I always, I always wonder why people like, and I understand it. I, I was making fun of, uh, twisted sister lyrics on the other, on the other <laughs> show. You know, because I, I, I write these songs and I I, I put these words down. I go, this is great, and then I reread it and I say, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? <laughs> That's not what I wrote down. So so the so the twisted sister is. I understand why they're popular. The same reason why ACDC is popular. It's two God, to, god, good great, great great backbeat and then a, a simple anthemic, regurgitated looped line over and over again and it gets in your head and it's that's the hook and that's the you know and it's powerful it's and it's heavy and it's aggressive and it's um phil didn't do that phil wrote you know straight out of the straight straight from the heart and and a lot of the time it was uh it just just some of it very very deep and some of it kind of you know just very always always poetic and very you know so whether you liked them or not, I just I just thought all this stuff went into these songs, all this great, yeah. Who doesn't like Tim Lizzy? I,
0: I mean, seriously. Well, most a lot of people don't even know who they are. Well, that's I don't I know, know who those people are. Yeah. I'd heard that. a name that I heard a million times, but I just never, I never knew. Like, I'd, I knew the song Boys Back in Town. I'd heard of the name Tim yeah. Lizzy, didn't connect the two. Tim yeah. Lizzy was just like another name, like... like uh, Pretty special or (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to me, you know, I didn't know anything about them. So then here in the States, anyway, when I was growing up, boys back in town is really the only thin Lizzie song that I can remember ever hearing before I met him. And he was, and he turned me on to all their stuff. And I was like,
2: what the hell did I not not know this stuff before? Well, well, so you as a, as a drummer and as coming up as a, as a, cause you started on guitar and you wrote poetry and you did stuff like that, which, uh, I won't make fun of you on there. It's okay. No, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm
1: better now. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean,
2: but, you know, you, 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 you did the art thing, you know, you, you know, and you, you, um, and, uh, <laughs> my neighbor's house just fell into the, into the void. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you, you, you grew up just drums mm-hmm. and that was it always. So, so people like Brown, Brian Downey from them that he wouldn't, you would, I mean, you'd have to, dig a hole and live in it to 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 miss the, the brian downey
1: yeah and unfortunately for me i guess not unfortunately but i mean obviously knowing the like chad said no because in america you know boys are back in town was the you know was the big was the big hit um cowboy song if you if you dug a little bit deeper yeah yeah you know, yeah and jailbreak yeah i think jailbreak probably those are the big three yeah. i think that that american radio fm radio would have played especially back in the but the first record that I actually bought was um, the first Thin Lizzy record I bought was actually um,
2: uh,
1: uh *Thunder and Lightning*. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, because because I was just coming of age of like buying my own records yeah. and really kind of into the hard rock metal thing. And um, I'm so uh, proud I've got a tear. The guitar player, the guitar player that I was playing with, um, he was a very much of a sure. you know shredder kind of even for you know being a kid in a small town where we grew up. He was. Peter uh, was very uh, very talented, you know. And I think he learned just by rote. I think he just learned by listening and, and figuring it out. I mean, he could play Eruption when yeah. he was in tenth grade, which I thought was kind of you know, yeah. that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. But he's he he came in rehearsal one time. He's like, oh my gosh, check out this new Thin Lizzy record. And I don't know if I actually knew the name, but um, we played that you know, and that 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 Cold Sweat song track off that record. I was just floored by the guitar playing actually I was for the first time I was like oh there are other instruments besides drums I should pay attention to <laughs> yeah. and those two guitar those uh, two guitar solos that they when the, when the drums stop you yeah. know there's the first one the second one is a... Yeah. that's a very common yeah chord progression for like I think it's on it's on I think it's on a Metallica record too yeah. on uh that song um uh, off of uh, masters the uh, with the video the guy in the bed I cannot speak I oh, cannot one-
2: Speak. Yeah, that's just that's just a, that's just the 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 hammer-ons. The, the yeah, finger, but I think I think tapping.
1: stylistically and chord progression-wise, I think it's almost the same solo. It's like it's like they lifted it off the Thin Lizzy record. Really? Type. Well, they're all huge Lizzy fans, so it's yeah. not, maybe, not maybe just as an as an homage. maybe. Yeah, but, but I mean, and that was my first you know real deep dive into. Uh, well, John Sykes yeah. who
2: played on that record, yeah. who, who who that's his finger tapping, that's his solo.
1: Yeah, he. Uh,
2: he continued on. For people that don't know, he continued on uh, uh, the Thin Lizzy. He 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 brought Thin Lizzy throughout. Brian Downey didn't tour the states with them. I saw them play, but but they brought Tommy Aldridge on drums with yeah. them and yeah. I saw. And just yeah, he's uh, to this day, one of the greatest concerts. But uh, John Sykes was uh, he t- to this day he'll credit Phil Lynott for his as does Huey Lewis, which mm-hmm. you know I love yeah, which we Huey talked about. about. Um, uh, they they credit Phil Lynott for 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 their, you know, for where they are and, sure. and their careers. But, uh, yeah, John Sykes, a great singer, too. Just, I, I, I had no idea because I heard him sing, sing back up on a bunch of stuff and it was kind of okay. That's that's not about, but, yeah, when he took the lead and, and I saw Blue Murder in Florida a couple of times and his, John Sykes' other band. So, yeah, very, very uh,
1: just, just uh Amazingly talented, but Thin Lizzy was big in Ireland, or at least. In, yeah. in, in in the British Isles, and maybe even Europe. They were, yeah, they were. Probably, oh no, hu- Yeah, all all over Europe and Australia. Just yeah, huge. That's the funny thing about America: as much of an influence as we think we have on things, we don't know shit about what goes on in other countries. Like you think about bands that are either Irish or British or, or European, even bands that are you know South American, Central America fucking huge down there and yeah. if, if they're not on the radio here we don't we don't know we don't yeah. give a shit you know well I, I'm,
2: I'm guilty of I, I don't listen to the radio uh, and and nor did i you know yeah years ago i mean i always kind of find what i like and i listen to it over and over and over mm-hmm. but the the what what blows me away is these these bands like saxon and stuff, all the stuff that I listened to when I was a teenager, and but and, 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 and are still doing the same thing today, the same thing. They dress the same, they kind of look the same, but they're uh, <laughs> they're 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 doing the same stuff. But they're doing these festivals, hundreds of thousands of people in Europe, yeah. and then they come over here and they're playing a toilet and in you know, you know, Houston, South Houston, and I, I just it kills me. I just, I, I just, I don't understand the, and and and, and fair play to these guys from com- for coming over here and doing it. I know uh, uh, there was a show a few years back that got cancelled, and Saxon was on the bill, and they ended up playing at Scout Bar down in uh, oh, no, shit. Clear Lake, yeah, yeah. And so they went from what was going to be a you know, a, you know, big, and Scout Bar is actually not a, I have to tip my hat to Scout Bar because they did. I took uh, I took my son to see Deicide and a bunch of these bands and uh they 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 did really well i mean the sound was good the the i mean i was i was far far in the back yeah, i've never but, been there i'm, I'm no i
0: i curious i mean I'm, i hadn't heard any reviews on it before i just know yeah. they've gotten said something those
2: things are always getting someone that's like oh really that's cool and mm-hmm. like i they, they do the work, and and we uh, um, actually uh, Joshua Vickery, one of the guys that uh, books down there. He's called us a couple of times for shows, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we're we're not we're not good for that. We we, we I, I play that stage any time. It's it's just not a it's it's more of a if you if, if, if you know if if you live in any decent sized town, you'll know that there's always that bar that does the. Um, that does the, 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 you know, if you're a local band, you, you're, you're only playing there to support the, the, the headliner Mm -hmm. or you, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's not beneficial to us because we play so much in the area that we can't sell a bunch of tickets to go and see because, because we're playing down the street next month Mm -hmm. for a no cover place or a, you know, yeah. So, so it, it, it's more of a touring act and they can't guarantee, you know, you would love to, like I said, love to go and play, but we can't, we can't go out and, you yeah, know, not, not, you know, if you're not selling tickets, you're not selling, you know, so, it, right. so it, it's kind of not worth their time. It's not worth our time. And, yeah, uh, but, uh, but, but a great stage and nice people down there. Like uh, th- th- there's a bunch of these places that we've talked to uh, in Houston that I've called. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let a stray dog loose in the place. Just, <laughs> just, just no, no respect for, for bounds or, you know, touring bands or, you know, and so, but scout bars, not that scout bars that they, they've got a, they, they've got their niche and they've, they're stuck to it. And hopefully after all this crap is gone, they're going to be still yeah, yeah. able to do what they do. Yeah. Um, so do you think,
0: uh, so when, when, when Phil, Phil Lynette died, then Lizzie had kind of broken up yeah. at that point. Right. But yeah. not, not for that long. Right. It
2: like- yeah. It was a couple, like a couple
0: of years, I believe. Yeah, so, um, uh, I kind of wonder. Like, had he not died, if he had, if he had managed to clean himself up, and you know, they, they probably
2: would have gotten back together at some point, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was always going to do something. I yeah. saw his band right after Thin Lizzy uh, broke up. A band called Grand Slam, and I saw them at the uh, in Dublin, and and it was okay. It wasn't. It, you know, you can't go from Thin Lizzy to. <clears throat> You know, you you, you just can't. No, no matter who the players are, I, I always I, like when David Lee Roth left Van Halen. Yeah. and he and he did his his band. His band was top notch. All great players, but they're still. You know, we're used to having, we're used to having that band. We're yeah. used to having that. You know, all the the all those pieces. So no matter who you put in the, you know, it, it's still, it's still, it's a, as good as they are playing together and as much fun as they look like they're having, it's still not, but Grand Slam wasn't that. Like, Grand Slam was kind of thrown together and it, it, it was very, very loose and very, but people were there to support Phil. I was, I was there to support. I didn't care what they did. And th- you know, the, the music wasn't tremendous, but it was Phil, you know, you get to see. Any like, any notable uh, people playing with him? Um, not that I can remember, Carolina, yeah. Yeah. the only thing I remember about just just staring at, at at and I may have said this before, but in 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 ireland the the, the wonderful thing uh, one of the one of the many wonderful things is you know if there's somebody famous walking down the street, they don 't rush them and mm-hmm. get autographs, and you know you might get the ah, oh, hell yeah, and you know so there was always the so we 'd be drinking in Bruxelles, which was the only. Heavy rock, uh, metal pub, and we'd be drinking in there, and there'd be there'd be whisper throughout the, Philos fill, fill on Grafton Street, fill us up the road, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, and you want to run out there and just just see him because mm-hmm. legend, I mean, absolute, absolute, just hands down, and and I and I could care less for you two and Van Morrison, all the <laughs> uh, Phil had had had, uh, I, and again, I never met him, but I you know you you were. You you were on the street as he left, you know. And somebody mm. would say, "Yeah, Philip was just there." You, oh, you know, you want to you want to run and you know meet him, but it was. And again, it was another one of those things where you just want to, yeah, you, you know, I'll, I'll wait. You know, we'll go see him at the RDS. We'll go see him at the big, you know. And then of course he never gets mm. him. But um, do you know why he he, brought, he disbanded then, Lizzie? At the time, well, they were they were just they were just. Uh, Flailing. There, there was no, you know, they, they never recaptured the, the boys are back in town. Uh, vibe, you know, they never, that was their, that was their, 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 their thing, you know, they, they were always out to conquer America. And mm-hmm. if you see the behind the music stuff, you know, they just said we were cursed. They said every time that the tour would come around and they got to, it, something would happen. And, uh, so, so yeah, it just became one of those things. And, 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 uh, f- Phil was not going to have have one of those bands that, that 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 you know that that tours on the boys are back in town. He was going to keep plodding forward and you know creating you know, but but never never, uh, you know, just didn't come to pass. And I think his health then was, yeah, yeah, he was not doing so well. Yeah, so,
0: um. <laughs> It wound up on a depressing,
2: bring me down. <laughs> yeah. And Roy Gallagher, same. You oh know, gosh. Riff, yeah. Roy, Roy, Gallagher. I mean, just, uh, uh, well, I, I, I realize now I'm talking about bands that should have been bigger people. Uh, um, I thought Roy Gallagher was our, was our secret. You know, and, and, uh, you know, later on you come to find out that Brian May from Queen, was we'll a massive Roy Gallagher fan. And he used to go see yeah. him play in taste and and uh, early Roy Gallagher and and, and ask him how you get, how are you doing that? Have Brian May, you know, and then uh, people like um, Dave Murray and Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden, massive Roy Gallagher fans. And and th- and then later on when I started really like digging into the music and checking out guitar solos and stuff, he, oh, I know exactly where you lifted that from. But but it was funny. I thought that Roy Gallagher was our little no, not, and then, and then go to Europe and it's even bigger. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, he and so, so when we we're playing, when we were, I, I remember we were playing at Weston, we were doing something in Weston, uh, uh, I think it last, last year at the festival and somebody had told me, my, this, this, and this, uh, song by Roy Gallagher, you guys have to, I was, oh yeah, you, you know, and then you're, when we were over at your place, mm-hmm. And he said, Roar you know, so, so it's a, oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, it wasn't close to, you know, I thought it was a nice little, you know, gather, you, you know, you know, one of those cult following, no, massive. Well, yeah. and
1: years yours from, you know, yeah. Europe anyway, so yeah. he would have a better idea than, than
2: Yeah. But to hear it over here, just, it was always strange yeah. to me. I was like, how, how do you know? And so, everybody knows. It reminds me when we we're, were on tour, I think was maybe it was last year
0: or the year before we were listening, I think to um to the boneyard, the Aussie's yeah. uh serious radio channel, whatever it is, and there was I can't remember what it was, it was some other song that had a similar riff to moonchild uh, yeah, but we, it was some other it was it, this is that that riff that 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 riff that riff and A yeah. from from two minutes to midnight yes. is the one that most people know, and there was some other song man that sounds like two minutes to midnight. So I wonder, wonder which one came first. I'm trying to remember what it was, or it was some other metal band from around the same period. So I, I was on the, I was on, on my phone trying yeah. to figure out which song came out first, and they were really close. But then I found another one saying that there was this long history with that riff. Yeah, that stretched all the way back. Somebody had done the research and stre- and traced all the way back to Rory. So I pulled up that song and we listened to it right there in the van. And we're like, holy crap! <laughs> it's really, it's just unmistakable. And he was the first one to to come up with it. As yes, far as anybody. So, can yes, say. So,
2: um, Saxon had the same one but too. Maybe it was Saxon. It was a. I and mean, that yeah. probably was Saxon I don't think about it. Yeah. And huge, huge Roy Gallagher Gath- Roy fans. I was laughing at an old Saxon uh, video that I watched. It was way, way back when, and they, 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 they didn't have, they hadn't become the Marshall Stack uh, band that they are now. And it was, it was just very, very kind of dry tone, very, very, very thin guitars and very, you know just not I was like, Ooh, <laughs> fast forward oh <laughs> no not no, no good yeah this is that you 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 definitely need a you definitely need good guitar tone to play this you know this heavy heavy stuff so but so other bands that uh you know it, it looks like uh you know we could definitely spend an eternity on lizzie and but uh what's the and, and, and uh any other bands that that should have been bigger
1: Hmm. Rolling Stones? <laughs> Who are they? Well, you think of uh, one thing, this might be the anti comment about that, but oh, you think about bands that have like made careers off hits from 50 years ago, I mean, or, or 40 years ago, maybe even like, you know, when was the last time the Rolling St- I mean, was it, uh, the Tattoo You record from '81, where they had, uh, you know, um, Start Me Up, was probably their last hit. Maybe, yeah. I know, I the mean, first real real hit. Album. Well, when did that one come out?
2: Song, but I don't know the. I yeah. didn't even know the, well, no, what, no, I, no. what 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 year
0: was
1: that that came out? '81.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I was think. thinking before. that, I was thinking of uh, Miss You off of. Uh, some some girls
1: some girls yeah but that Tatum, was a hit. i think Tatum, that was was I mean, first they, they had House a couple before. of songs on the radio in the in the late 80s and stuff like that like but i don't think anything that, I don't, yeah. no
0: they they turned into a greatest hits you know best of yeah. band after that like most bands from that era did <laughs> at that point
1: yeah i mean you look at them and got it fucking aerosmith and Jeff Leppard and Journey and any of those any of those bands that tour now in the summer. Well, they're not touring this summer, but remember those those big package tours? It's yeah. just like, yeah, playing the hits. Yeah. You know? And all of the misses. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Don't call them big package tours. Just uh Well, stuffed package tours. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice save, young fella. But yeah, the 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 Derek Smalls wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um the those those shows i remember you just you really have to have a strong stomach to read those sticks and journey and all those bands together you're just like what are they starting a fire that's awful um uh, (laughs) but and and, and another thing another kick i got on the other day was i started listening to old joe jackson as well and i thought that he should have been bigger than he than than he was i I, I think with, whether he liked the stuff or not i, I didn 't think he was uh, i didn 't think he was great back in the day, but r- r- you
1: know listening to that stuff and the the, the lyrics were great and the yeah. that always a really good well That's, I, you just said it you just said the exact reason why he wasn 't bigger in America, which because the lyrics are great <laughs> and and we like our shit i 'm not saying we i 'm saying yeah. as Americans we like our shit dumb. Um, you know, and it's hard for us to get behind anything that's, you know, smart and yeah. and or sensitive. Even
0: I, I think it's amazing that because he, he had a couple of hits here back in the mid '80s. What it was, like Elwood, yeah, Breaking Us in Two, and what was the other one? from That one I think was the same. Well, maybe not the same album, but the same period, uh, where his stuff was on heavy rotation on MTV. But what's funny about his videos is that he was never—he was always like the narrator. There was like some some story in the, in the, in the, in the, that was being told in the video, and he was like kind of a, an observer of it. He wasn't really part of the story in the videos. And this is the only f- funny joke I can remember uh, Gallagher ever saying. <laughs> remember that the comedian Gallagher he used to oh, God. to smash and his twin, twin brother, twin Warner, he twin Torres Br-
1: Gallagher as well.
0: No, really say about that. Enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm never a fan of this guy, but he had one joke. He had a bunch of he was. He would do this, you know, watermelon smashing crap. But he would he would have which the was rest the funniest of, thing
2: he ever did, right? right. And then
0: we have he would he would hit he would he would do, do one liners, which that was really his whole routine. But one of them was, "Does Joe Jackson have to be in all of his videos?" <laughs> which, <laughs> which is funny because he it was just at, it was just a remark, and the guy was not you know the most charismatic looking MTV kind of face. You know, he was yeah. just just a dude. Yeah. But I think I think one of the reasons why he didn't really blow up from there. It wasn't necessarily because he wasn't getting airplay. I mean, what, he wasn't, <laughs> but he, he, he went off in a very, uh, prog kind of experimental direction after that.
2: From mm-hmm. what I from what I recall, I'm saying he's done a lot of really yeah, interesting I, I, things. I remember saw any of that stuff. I just, and I think he just, I, I, yeah. I the, the band that he was playing with, uh, in 2013, again, I don't know the names, I apologize, but monster players and, and he, you know, his his stuff wasn't it wasn't bubblegum, it was no. There's some
1: there's some way too. He's, a, he's yeah, a great, great singer, yeah,
2: yeah. That early, that those early
0: records, because that, that was another thing that you, you turned me on to, because I'd never really heard any of that early stuff either. Yeah, I'd heard I heard those songs. Um, uh, you know, is she really going out with him? Which we've we've covered a few times. Shut up, Chad. Uh, <laughs> that whole record. Is fantastic. Yeah, and the one that came right after that is also fantastic. Yeah. Um, got the live of record
1: of his from yeah. New York from nineteen ninety something. It's just a trio: him and Graham maybe on bass and uh, Graham and maybe. Yeah, he's God. that guy. What the hell? God. I'll, and I'll forgive him for playing a six string or a five string because he's an awesome bass player. He's and and, and, he, and the I'm drummer that. was some old guy who I can't remember what his name was, but the drummer was. Piano trio, fuck that! Yeah, whack, whack! Yeah. Just beating the crap out of those drums. Yeah, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to dig it up and, and find it. But it, and it's a great live recording. Just the, yeah, them but playing. And yeah, you could do a
2: whole lot worse than, than get some good than some the uh, Joe Jackson live records. Whew.
1: Because I, I just, uh, yeah, I, you're right. It's like why why wasn't he bigger? He had what yeah. two two hits, three hits in America. He had uh, she really going out with him. Uh, that's one breaking us in there's
0: another one from that period that was big on mtv was it a slow
1: song was that big my favorite song of his is be my number Oh, sunday papers? talk about a fucking deep song yeah i mean that song yeah. is like you know that song you're familiar with that one no yeah okay yeah. goggle it when you get home it's, a it's, song it's fucking it. deep
0: i'm trying to remember what the name is. it was i think it was on a second album look sharp
1: no, look really sharp's the first sharp. one. Mm-mm-mm. I think
0: Look, look Sharp is his first one, I think.
1: We used to play on the band in my one of my old punk rock bands.
0: There's this great the, the song with the the piano I'm break. The
2: man,
0: the man. Maybe it isn't the man, but I don't think it's that song. But it's a uh, the dun 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 it's a, this break in the middle of the song. Oh, what, And, and there's a drum break. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, dun. I, I can't remember <laughs> the drummer on
1: that record. Sounds is, like
0: fun. Whoever his drummer was back then was was absolutely stunning.
1: Actually, if you yeah. go on to YouTube and you, uh, you Google Joe Jackson live, there's a concert. I think that MTV showed, but he was playing at some university in Northern England, and it, it's like the early days, and he's out there wearing a you know a tie and high waisted pants, and just the band just tears it up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Eighty,
2: eighty, I think it was eighty, eighty one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I saw that one too.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for that guy too because he Joe started off as a pub pub musician. Yeah. He played in bars. He's had a his autobiography is really interesting to read oh, all yeah. all of his, his experiences playing in bars.
2: Yeah, and but again, when you when you play in bars, uh, and you uh, you 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 develop that thick skin, you learn. You know, versus the versus the you know, the people that, that, that have that big hit and then they get put on the tour with the stones and kiss and they go off and they you know, they, they really never learn that. Mm-hmm. And another band that that I, I know they were huge and they were just I never took any notice of them until uh uh Michael Hutchinson died, but NXS when they when they uh uh I, I saw some concerts too where Michael Hutchinson, or Hutchinson, or whatever his name is, Hutchinson,
1: uh, Hutchinson, yeah. Hutchinson. Hutchins. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Uh, yeah, when he, uh, when he would, his banter was was pretty good, yeah. and and don't heckle him because they they grew up in the bar scene in Australia, and that, that, it, it's, they talk about that. They talk, he, he's I uh, saw that in interviews too. They they fought their way out of clubs. In and out. I mean, just so that was a yeah. The, 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 so, so the, the bar, you know, d- you know, paying your dues in the bar is worth every second of mm-hmm. it because it's it it really it gives you that. Um,
0: yeah, all, all the best bands started off like that, I think. Even even Iron Maiden played in bars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not only not only, you know, like you say, getting your thick skin, but you also you're really honing your craft. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. finding out what works, what doesn't, what appeals to audiences, what doesn't.
2: You what know. I love about what I, I, I love about playing in the clubs is not maybe not at the moment. You know, when you find out that there's a band before you and they're going to take all day to, to 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 break their stuff down and get out the stage. <laughs> but what I what I love about it is now looking back is the configurations of how you're going to set up because these bars, I laugh about it often, have no had no desire. Or forethought about live music. Mm. So to go, you know, just move that ashtray and that dead person over there and you sit. Right, you know, that's where the band's going to set up. What, six piece, seven, eight piece band? Yeah, go on. You, you figure it out. So you really, so you, you, you've got to do that. But then you have to get the best sound that you can. And it just, it, it floored me with some of the past shows that we've done. I think they were about 50 years ago now. Mm. Um, but the, 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 the setup that we have now is so that our footprint's so small mm-hmm. and the sound can be dialed in in a second and yeah. be up and, playing. and it's just it's it's it, it's from where we came from thiss the gear that we used to haul the the first time ta- the first p a that i that i really uh built with that it was all it was all stolen um but that we you know big monitors and big speakers and speaker stands and everything that you can to get because you wanted to, you, you just you want to deliver the best sound that you possibly can mm-hmm. you know and you also want to you know it has to look good too you know there's I, i've seen you know those videos of the the these beautiful banquet halls, and they got this wedding band the wedding band's got these old crappy speakers on sticks and stuff and everything looks great except the, right, the yeah. so, so we always wanted to to have good looking matching gear and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but now with the stuff that we're using it's we assemble it quickly we sound check it quickly we play it and that and this and it's it's easy to, to it's just just a, you know that's what bars do to you you learn how to I mean, yeah, you, you know how to set your stuff up and also yeah. have a nice neat stage you know mm-hmm. cables run properly and stuff like that yeah, yeah. speed up your workflow yeah. it's important <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: I remember the early days you, know, you um, before uh, before I, you know, I'm, you know, one of my jobs in the band usually is to set up at least a wire, the, the PA. But in the early days, that you would kick us all off stage and you would yeah. do it yourself. <laughs> you would not want anybody else running cables or anything for a while.
2: It took you, it took you a while to to uh, to let go of that. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, it it's it's which I understand now totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So so every 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 mic cable, every. Guitar cable. Every you know, it, it starts at a hundred dollars. It starts at you know eighty. You know, then the, the hundred and something it's just for the not stand. Cheap, yeah, it's, it's just and, and and it adds up too. I remember when the PA was stolen. It wasn't the big speakers and the the Sterling vegas speakers and the Yamaha monitors and all. It wasn't that stuff that pissed me off. It was the it was the mic stands, the and the cables and all the 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 tools, all the stuff that you build up that you you need for just about every show. And when that gets ripped off, it's the, I was just talking about this the other day, a friend of mine, it's the, the time. And it takes you to, to build this arsenal of gear that you, that you take with you everywhere you go. And w- when they rip off my gig bag with your mics in it and you're, you know, for, oh, it's just, you know, cause the mics, you know, again, a hundred, a hundred and a half or what everything and you just and you don't know you just down there it's just I remember I'll never forget it the, just walking down the restaurant and seeing the
1: door
0: yeah, yeah. Oh. out of out of mines <sighs> yeah oh man that it's was cute. not a fun night yeah
1: I've had some drums stolen from the um, back of my truck and, and just like one but it's, uh, but yeah anytime somebody steals shit it's just yeah. it's the most aggravating and you just want to burn the world down it's yeah. like son of a bitch yeah. you know
2: and 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 you know, and seeing this stuff on social media, saying, "Oh, please share this trailer has been stolen." It's just, oh, yeah, I hate that.
0: It was yeah. it was remarkable about that incident, having this having happened to me twice now. Having my car broken into Th- that time, the cops actually actually came when <laughs> we called the cops. Somebody actually came and talked to us in person. That I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> I waited around the last time this happened to me. I waited around for like two hours and I just eventually I just gave up and called him and said, forget it. <laughs> I'll, I'll file the report on the phone. Um, anyway, not that it really mattered, but it was just kind of nice that the guy.
2: I think yeah. we did have to
0: wait a long time before he showed up, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, you know, anyway. anyway, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Joe Jackson, <laughs> is, that, is he still playing?
1: He's still around, so. yeah. He's old. He gotta be old though. Nah, older, older, older than you. He's probably in his seventies. 70s 70s exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's also you know you think about you know certain times like especially the eighties with MTV which we you mentioned a second ago. I mean, there was so much. It's more now, but then it was like any band that had a video was going to get shown on MTV. And then you wonder about what happened to, you know, any, any of those bands, you know, especially ones that had some kind of hits, you know, like, you know, uh, like, uh, Nick Kershaw. Wouldn't it be good to be in your shoes? Thank unit? you. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. What about that guy? Whatever happened to him? Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he's yeah. still Ho- working at the five and dime. It, the, yeah. It's, it's so surprising how many 30. of these, how many
0: of these, these people, I, mean, I are still actually playing and they never stopped playing. You just never
1: heard, it yeah, about, heard about
0: it because yeah. they literally were one.
1: Yeah, I remember, I remember, I can't remember who it was, but I remember like seeing something and I, Oh, I wonder what the, these guys are up to still, still playing. Still mm-hmm. doing. Oh, my sister, uh, sent me a, she likes, uh, she likes the alarm of all things. That's very much an eighties. Yeah. eighties yeah. thing. Um, I thought the only hit they had was 21 guns, 20 or 68 guns or 68 50, guns, yeah. Twenty One guns is, um, green Day. Oh. Yeah. There you go. All right, anyway. Uh she's like, Oh, it's the perfect day for this song. That's what she sends me. She sent me the link to the song. It's something about rain or something like that. Uh, some song And I'm like, I don't wonder what the alarm are up to. And it turns out they released a shit ton of records. They got they, they went through some personnel changes, but they're still they're still doing it. Just like who'd have thought the that the band
2: the band that also reminds me of that was I I know these dead, but uh uh Big Country. I thought oh, the, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Thought, I thought they should have been bigger. Yeah. Because they had that, they had that, uh, and 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 the stuff wasn't fluff either. They had some decent, you know, deep cut material. But the the stuff that was the stuff that was played kind of reminded me of Simple Minds a lot. Very anthemic and very easy to 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 hum along, but uh, and catchy, you know, good hooks. But Simple Minds uh, again was another one that I know they were huge in Europe. I don't know what they were like over here, but. They had a decent band, you know, real, real good players. And yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And Gainer on drums. He was, he was awesome. He is still awesome.
0: He's still playing. I think I've tried, I've, I've tried listening to them. I just was just bored. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. I'm just talking of, of, yeah. I'm talking about. Simple Minds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good, but it's not the most like, I want to, on the drive home, I'm going to play some Simple Minds. No, it never crosses (laughs) my mind. Right. Yeah. I I never think of, oh, we should play that. I mean, yeah, Simply Red.
2: Oh, Sim- <laughs> not again.
1: Don't. Sim-
2: <clears throat> Sim- simply Simple
0: Oh, my God. By the way, I had to, you had a theory on that that I, I, had, to t- I had to check on it because I wasn't sure about the timing. Your theory was that that was related to Simple Minds' success was related to uh, uh, the commitments? Um, simply Red. Simply Red, right. Yeah, sorry, I right. just said Simple Minds. Simple whatever. Uh, but Simple Red actually came out Way before because uh, commitments wasn't until like the late '80s or something. I don't know. But yeah, Simple red was like simply red. <laughs> they, they, they
1: were holding back the years, I guess. They,
0: yeah, yeah, they
1: were they were big. That was like '83, '84 yeah, or something. Yeah. Anyway, well, the thing about the thing about yeah, the thing about bands <laughs> like that. And actually, we we were we were in the pool the other day and uh, listening to like an '80s mix, and like uh, the Motels came played. Oh yeah, and, like that just reminds me of, like. Of all the boring shit that the '80s cranked out, like let's just crank out a bunch of stuff, and some of it's fun, some of it's popular, and some of it's like complete shit—just boring, boring music. And Simply Red reminds me of that era, of just like totally and simple, and maybe simple, simple minds too. Although they did well, have, it. yeah, well, I guess they have a couple of songs, but it's still just kind of like
0: that's yeah, that's that was don't don't you forget about me? That was pretty much the only hit they had here, anyway, right?
1: They had another one, uh, Sanctify Yourself, yes. which was a little bit more exciting, you know, a, little, a little bit more rocking to it, Yeah, um, but yeah, still just kind of like, but you know, I mean, people's tastes are fickle and they change and, you know, like Joe Jackson's first couple hits were super exciting and then maybe we got, people get bored with it, I don't know, but.
2: Well, I, I do notice a lot of these European acts that when they came back from their first and second, again, I wasn't I wasn't watching the the progression of Joe Jackson's career. But when they came back from the states, they can, they they switch up a little bit, and uh, he left as kind of this new wave guy. You've got a new Jackson on your uh, on your porch. I've got a case. A case. Oh, okay. Didn't come with the case. A- so um, uh, yeah. So the, the so the 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 it, it seems to me like you know all the, all these european bands i you know the aforementioned then Lizzie of course but when 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 you do uh when you come back from the states and you see what they what they react to, you come back and you're all right, this is what we're yeah, so a lot of these bands come back and they did and that seems seemed like that with Joe Jackson, his stuff got a little bit more airy fairy kind of mm-hmm. just you yeah. know took to took a little bit of the backbone away, right, you know yeah so yeah yeah i, I
0: and i want i want i want to look at Joe's stuff again too, because I know he, he he was doing some really in the nineties too he was doing some really interesting things, but it wasn't really anything I ever <laughs> felt compelled to look into, yeah, kind of like but, Elvis Costello. we talked about Elvis Costello briefly like, i was going, I'm going to say him he and yeah he's one of those guys he's so brilliant he's so deep uh you know his material the songs he's is a just, wordy <laughs> bitch he just, just yeah very wordy he, very he's
1: got a lot of chord progression is yeah. crazy complicated. yeah, yeah. But not in a not in a dylan kind of way when dylan just kind of rambles no yeah, no no it's very much he's he's telling you something and that's seems like it's important to him at the time but i yes.
2: can't I, and there's a few Elvis, songs
1: all, all, yeah all yeah. respect
2: all yeah. respect there's, yeah. there's, I love there's a few <laughs> of the
0: songs i think are just awesome uh i used to cover uh Veronica off yeah. of, off of, uh, you did a really good job of that. Thank so, you. Yeah, Thank so you. That, that was a, um, but, and then that's probably my favorite album of his. That's that one spike. Um, but listening to most of his records, I just get, I hate to say it. I get bored. I don't know why it's just, it doesn't really, I it's just never really hit me.
2: Well, and, no, and, not, and but, 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 but Elvis Costello in that same, we would always kind of come up with the same. And, and believe it or not, uh, To me, Tom Waits always kind of jumped into that Mm. little thing. Tom Waits, if you want to, if you want to feel bad about your lyric writing, you know, listen to some Tom Waits. Just brilliant, my brilliant, and then he's gonna he's gonna play on your level for a little while, and then he's gonna leave you. He's gonna go way, 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 way far away, and you. and then he'll come back down, he'll come visit for a minute, and then he'll take off again. Mm. And it's just humor and picturesque and deep and just, uh, I, I, but again, I can't listen to much. I can't. He's
1: mm. got, the thing I noticed about him is that he has a couple different periods. Like he has yeah. the early stuff, which is more kind of the, you know, scotch and cigarette kind of crooner-ish Yeah, sort of. And then he's got the middle stuff, like around swordfish trombones, where it starts to go out and out in left yeah. field a little bit. And, yeah, um, the voice starts to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then some of his later stuff, um, he's he comes back to the crooner, but he's got that voice. Yes, you know that that really gravelly kind of yeah. voice. So, like that stuff off of bone machine, and and which is a video on MTV that MTV would show, and 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 that stuff.
2: That that that, that surprises me.
1: Yeah. Oh no, they, they, he's got a video. Let's show it. You know, yeah. kind of a thing. Um. Always, one person that I've always wanted to see in concert, but never had the chance yeah. to, was was him to yeah. see Tom Waits play yeah, something live. Too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Does no, he, he last touring year? anymore? What's that?
0: Is he not touring anymore?
1: No,
2: really. He's he does he a random I, show here yeah, and there, and he's but doing a lot of acting
1: and it's it's an event. It's but more but, more but event again,
2: if thing. you want to see if you want to see the best of Tom, uh, Tom Waits, I think the uh, I think if you just just look up some of those. It seemed like he always brought his A game to the Letterman show. Yeah, every time he played Letterman it was one of those. Profi- and my daughter played me some of his stuff that I hadn't heard before. She's a she listened to, she listen to Tom Waits. I, I go w- where, where? Where'd you hear? Why don't I know this? Yeah,
1: but again, I don't some listen. of the stuff is just so gorgeous. Yeah, like just the way the songs are constructed and the lyrics. You can very much a uh, a lot of his stuff is very much a visual, like he's painting you yeah. a, a picture in your in your mind and it's just like I would have never ever thought of that in a thousand years. Yeah. You know? what, what what would
0: you say would be a good album to which one should I listen to? That's uh
1: what? <laughs> um what's the one about the diner? Um that's like his really oh. accessible one. Um Is it Nighthawks at the Diner? Is very jazzy, mm-hmm. but like kinda like, you know, Tin Pan Alley Great American songbook. Uh, kind of stuff, but then if you want to, so I would get that one and Swordfish Trombones, okay, and just listen to the Diner one first, and then listen to Sword because Swordfish has got um uh, uh, Jonesburg, Illinois on it, which I think is his be- most beautiful song. It's maybe two minutes long, mm-hmm. um but it's it's one of the most beautiful songs you'll ever hear. But it's also got some of the weird, quirky you know, what is that random sound kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. The I joke is, uh, you know, Tom, and Tom told a joke on Letterman, I think he's like, yeah. So, you know, I went to the, I went to the music store and I, I played the guitar for a little bit and nobody said anything. And I went over, played the piano for a little bit and nobody said anything and I played a little bit of drums. Nobody said anything. I go to the junkyard, they're all like, Hey Tom! <laughs> a lot of his records, he would just grab random stuff and just like make noise on the like, right. on a trash can. Yeah, and, you know, have the sound of a chair squeaking in the background, just yeah. random shit like that. Yeah,
0: you know? so. yeah I, I do love that aspect of it from the stuff I have heard. There was one I did actually buy one of his records. It was in the nineties. The one that says I'm big in I'm big in Japan. Yeah, I can't remember what red record that was. Uh, but I don't know. I did buy that one for some reason but I don't remember the last time I listened to it. Well, that's
1: the thing about Tom Waits is you got to kind of, I think you got to ease into it. I mean, I don't think you can just jump in with any of his weird shit. I think you kind of understand the legacy of what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like that guy that wore, like, the gimme cap and tweed jacket and smoking a cigarette and telling you, playing piano and telling you funny stories about whatever. And then the weird guy from the junkyard that's, you know, doing all this random shit and singing about, Dogs fighting and something stupid like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And appearing in Jim Jarmusch films.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and his acting career has been yeah. interesting to
0: mm-hmm. look at as well. He, he was one of those guys that I, I always knew who he was because I had, my friends were into him and I would frequently when not would have a friend make me a mixtape or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom White's would be on there.
1: Yeah. My last year that I taught college up in New Hampshire, my percussion ensemble did two songs off of, Swordfish trombones. I transcribe that because he uses a lot of um, a lot of marimba and stuff, yeah. like that, a lot of percussiony stuff. So I was like, oh, this would be great for a percussion ensemble. Mm-hmm. So we did um, we did um, Underground and um, uh, I'll tell you in one second here. Shore leave off of the uh, off of the uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. So it's the heart of Saturday night is the one that you want to start with, and then Swordfish trombones is is the next one you want to get. Okay, cool. So they will give you a nice mix of what he's up to.
0: I will do that. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And I'm gonna go check on Joe Jackson again and see what
2: see what's going Fair on with enough. him. <laughs> yeah. I'll call him up. I'll call him
1: up. Morning, yo, Boney. Joe, <laughs>
2: JJ. So, um, and he and he wasn't he wasn't the most famous Joe Jackson either. That's weird. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that oh. one. What's he doing lately? So, um, yeah, so that was the, the, the and other bands, are too, like like UFO and, uh, um, oh, I, I can see them. Uh, Halloween? Halloween, Budgie, that kind Celtic of stuff. Celtic Frost? Yeah, Celtic Frost. Oh, my God, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, these, these <laughs> bands were ginormous in Europe and nothing over here. And I, I remember seeing a Celtic Frost at one of the... It might have been the DSI show down in the, at Scout Bar. And seeing a t-shirt and going... I, I just wanted to go... Wait, Wait a it. minute. Yeah, where'd you get that? Spencer
1: Gifts, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, Jack. Keep up. What's Spencer Gifts? Oh, my God. It's a, it's a store. Every mall. Every mall in, has in, one. the store. Oh. Like back in... Back in my day, back in the 80s, they were mostly selling like band t-shirts and like a lot of band merchandise like like from the 80s? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't go to the mall very often. <laughs> well, that's fine. You're not missing anything. I remember um, the gap. And then they sell like funny sh- funny t-shirts like, you know, that say funny slogans on them. Or, yeah, I've fallen and I can't reach my beer. Yeah, or, you know. That was the best. One tequila, I- two tequila, three tequila floor. You know, hey. something like that. Um, and, and that is, it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to say no, it's a hot topic. You don't know what a hot topic is. Either. I remember so, hot topic. Yeah. Okay, so it's like it was like that. But they also sold like. Like plastic, like weird cups, and like yeah. all kinds of sh- game, game board games, and all kinds of weird shits. And stuff.
2: then beside that was Hot Carl, which they didn't really sell. <laughs> really sell much it's more of a service. That's where the name comes from. It's more, yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Well,
1: I don't, think, I don't think they sold any Celtic Frost t-shirts at
2: the no. Spencer. Guess, no, but they, that I'm was the, that. that, it, that uh, people get bothered by. It. I don't get bothered by it. But you know, when you walk in the mall and you see the the. You know, it wouldn't be a Celtic Frost it'd be, a, be be a you know eight year old in a Ramones T shirt and got no idea what the you know or that's the the the, the Iron Maiden killers T shirt on a on somebody that's just never you know that's never never come across an Iron Maiden record. It doesn't bother me.
1: I just I just like seeing it wherever. You know what I, you bothers know? though? What Gary Holt? Oh yes, from Slayer. Yes, yeah, yes. Because uh, what's her name wore a Slayer T shirt and. Clan that they sold they help sell more Slayer T shirts or something like that and then yeah what's it it was a like Kim what? Kardashian was wearing a Slayer because it was like the thing like it's like you see African American kids wearing like Thrasher shirts or Iron Maiden shirts I actually had a student uh, when I was taught at Hightower he showed up in, a, in an Iron Maiden shirt I'm just like <coughs> have you ever listened to him? heard Iron Maiden before <laughs> yeah, no I was like I just like the shirt yeah so that's just like you're saying it's yeah. like people just like the you listen to the music? No, I just like the way the shirt looks. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, got bad right, right. I actually like Bad Religion,
0: but that's kind um, of a sad thing that happened with with CBGBs after they after they shut down.
1: Well, like I said, it became a clothing store for John Barbedo, so... Yeah. Well, somebody
0: bought the rights to the name, and it could have been us. Yeah. Some. Somebody. Yeah. I, I understand. Hilly um, Hilly Crystal, I'm sure was 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 needing the money at the time, oh, but he, he yeah, sold the right. rights. And they 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 opened the, they opened another. They actually, I don't think it was a venue, but it was like it was just bullshit. They're just taking that logo, that wonderful logo from the original place, and marketing it with in a way that had nothing to do with what the original club was. So, so you could find CBGB T shirts at Sears, um, at the Urban. What's that name of that that hip? Urban Outfitters? Urban Outfitters, exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's what it's become now. It's just a a, a brand with attached to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's history. like Vermont's Yeah. For- yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna say Iron, Iron Maiden, but maybe I, I, I see you see more Ramones shirts than yeah, yeah, than I, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you
2: know? yeah so. and, and and the fact that Iron Maiden still sells out arenas, and we're in 2020 right now, and this has happened since the early 80s. It just it just yeah. blows my mind. So so when you do see the you you when you do see the shirt on a person that you wouldn't. Uh, you, you you may not want to bet against them being a fan because you never know you you just might not know yeah. and uh, yeah the 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 you know music is so accessible these these days. Um, uh, well, speaking of accessible too, we got uh, we got um, our friend Tim from Sessions calling us. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, so Tim, we, 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 Tim Westergren. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk to uh, young, uh, one of the, one of the one of the founders of Pandora. We're gonna talk to him this coming week, yeah, uh, or is it next, week? Yeah, uh, next week. Next so week. Next week. So today is Tuesday. Oh, he just did it again. Um, <laughs> uh Yeah. So, uh, but uh, very very looks like a great uh, uh, service called Sessions, mm-hmm. and uh, they're doing online stuff and.
1: Oh, did I send you that? Yeah. You, okay. you, 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 I'm like, what are we talking I about? Leslie well, I apparently to you.
2: got one
0: of those emails first, because they were sending out a form email there to a lot of people. And you sent it You sent it to me, and I'm like, I didn't know who Tim was at first. Like, I remember, because my reply to it was like, what's the catch? What's the catch? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I could... want you
1: to schedule phone calls. Like, this yeah, sounds kind of fishy. That's why I was like, yeah. so, that's why I'm passing it off to you, so
0: you can figure out what the catch you, is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I forgot about it, right? But then we got one sent directly to Blaggards after that. And I said, well, this is cool. And then I forwarded it to Patrick. I said, this looks... Because I read it again. I think maybe the second time I read it, it started sinking in. I was like, "This looks kind of, that's when I figured out who Tim was. Yeah, that's no, nice of kind of cool.
1: influence I have in this band. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I forgot about it again.
0: <laughs> and then Tim emailed us. Again, directly in a different because both of those times it was the same form email. This time it was a personal one written. So, hey, linking to our yeah, he, he linked to our YouTube channel so you could see that it wasn't like the stuff. And, hey guys, seriously, you may have thought it, it, the
2: email was a joke. It's not. We really want to work with you. So it right, what well, <laughs> so, happens. And I was talking to my brother yeah. in California and mentioned the name and we were talking about the Pandora and the and, this, and he, he's and he's all internet, all video, all you know, that's his that's his gig. Yeah, and he's he said this is this is a great so it was just another you know we were we we are putting distances between our live streams because it's you know it's too much just saturated yeah you know the 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 social Mm. channels are just just saturated with all this content so we're just pulling back a little bit rather than just keep trudging yeah so um uh. But it was just that, that that's a different because, I you know, the, the, the whole time I'm thinking of new ways to to reach people because everybody's still can't, for more or less shut down, mm-hmm. um, even, although Houston's supposed to go to 50 percent next week. What? It's supposed to go to 50 percent. Holy shit. I didn't hear that. Yeah. It's uh, based on <laughs>
0: i am mean, glad the bars are going to be able to do more business, but based on what success <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, no, I know. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 cases I, are going up again.
2: But anyway, yeah. Sorry. So, um, but but in, in this market to to reach people, and it's going to take something, somebody with some snap and some foresight to be able to to steer this, you know. Because you you can do the same thing; you can do what we've been doing is going to, you know, over to see Keith or going to different venues and, you know, playing doing a, lot, a lot of live stream, which is very fun, but it it, it needs to be yeah it needs to be more focused it needs to be yeah. brought, I think it needs to be brought to so this the, the, this might be our this might be yeah. our guy, so
0: it's a really interesting I this it's still in beta, so I think it's invite only you can apply, but you're not guaranteed to be approved yeah. anything, but it's i went and looked I went and checked out the system and at least all the people who are online when I checked it out they're all of them were solo acoustic people yeah they playing guitar or piano or something. but one of the interesting things about it that I read is that they and a lot of these people were doing that they were talking. And then they—that's they, the part of the what they're trying to develop—is not just have people play music, but to interact with the people yeah. watching them, mm. to actually talk to them. Which you know, obviously, Intriguing. this person mm-hmm. here right here will have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's right up our alley as a band. <laughs> um, but I, I, th- I found it interesting that he was insistent that we talk to him because there's at least when I saw there were no bands on there, and it was just solo people. And I'm curious to know how it works too. Uh, Always
2: yeah but it's all right, it's all right. It's yeah
0: a, but anyway all all to be answered in time yeah grasshopper and apparently every everyone has a personal coach i guess that's why they want to call yeah. us to call that they they, talk, yeah. they it's almost like having a like a, an NR person you know trying to coach you through your act or something that's what it sounds like yeah.
2: but it's it, you know it's it, it's a it's a, a, another thing to look forward to in the in the, um um pe- the, the 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 biggest question that we've had over the last few weeks is when are you playing again um so as it sits right now uh July the first Friday in July has not been canceled yet in College Station uh, for the first Friday uh mm-hmm. concert series so that, oh, hasn't... Is that
1: is that at that outdoor mm-hmm. uh mall thing or whatever yeah yeah okay
2: so, oh yeah, so that. First, I, heard, I think I played that
1: one time with a, with West Nixon. which we got rained
2: out, but whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a great venue and uh, it's I, outdoors. Yeah, yeah. It's outdoors and Kevin. Kevin. Run, Kevin runs sound and lights. Did a tremendous job, and um, so that's not cancelled. And then uh, 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 the Pirate Festival at um, the Warehouse Live has not been cancelled. Mid July, and also uh, Wildcatters That's, Saloon yeah. has not That's been firm, Yeah, so there's four by my count, <laughs> and uh, and of course uh, in a couple of days we're uh, uh, we're going to be doing our live stream, and we would like to know if anybody wants to hear a particular song. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Please, if you have requests, if you, if you have any request, any and uh, Greg, sorry, but you're barred. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had lunch with Greg the other day and he was like do you, uh, you know Bananarama should have been bigger do you guys do any of their stuff
1: gonna um, be a cruel summer yeah So, uh, <clears throat> uh, oh I didn't even know is that, a, is that yeah. a song? oh yeah that's, that's one of their hits one of their one of their <sighs> hits I didn't mean to say Bananarama I meant to say Cindy Lauper now I saw Cyndi Opera in concert and she put on a hell of a show. Really? She was actually good. She sounds better She's live than she does on her in her recordings. I, I I believe it. Um Money Changes Everything. That's one of her hits. It is? Oh. Yeah. Stop. Right, come on, keep up. <laughs> no, I refuse to keep up. I like it down here. Time there. after time, I mention all these things. I'm just saying that girls will just want to have fun, but money does change everything. Uh, there, those are the three hits.
0: All right. The one story I know about her is that that she didn't write that song. Uh, girls, girls just want to have fun. Oh, yeah, no, of course not. That was her first record, and that was a, one of those. The classic situations where the record label or the producer says, no, you're going to cover this song because this is going to be Elton John John wrote (laughs) it. I don't know who wrote it, but she hated the song. It was one of those things. She hated the song when she first heard it, and then she came to really love it later.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it was a huge part of her career. Yeah. Of course you're going to like that stuff. I do like my house. I do like my car because the song about that.
2: I don't know. I don't know why we've never mentioned Rod Stewart. Why was Rod Stewart's name never come up? I love Rod Stewart. I know, you. You do? Yes. You mean serious? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that all we're gonna say about Rod Stewart? Yeah. I just never mentioned him.
1: Rod. <laughs> we talked about it the other day, getting in the van. I know. About his drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Well you were you were yeah, I think you were think incapacitated. You were. <laughs> you were coming yeah. <laughs> you did not got there yet to your senses okay <laughs> let me finish <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, uh, a myth people well what's a myth what? What? What's, what's a myth i'm gonna i'm gonna save this one for yeah maybe off camera a Rod yeah. stewart story yeah
0: man you're, you're racking up too many stories there was something else you're saving for later that we didn't so oh, that but was uh, i can't remember what that was Something was, about some something. Was it, that was like a twin twin brother story
1: for one okay, of the people we Gallagher. talked about. Oh Gallagher, Gallagher's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. twin brother. Right, yeah. Here's here's the short story about Gallagher. Okay. <laughs> um, he has a twin brother. I did not know that. Know, I'm, not, I'm not sure what his name is, but apparently for a while his twin brother was going out touring as Gallagher, dressing the same, looking the same, doing the exact same gags, until the point where the real Gallagher said. Okay, you can do this, but we have to have kind of, kind of, some kind of agreement about this. So apparently at one point in time, there were two Gallagher's touring the country as Gallagher, like a little French, like a mini That's two-person French <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whatever if one of them was funnier than the other?
1: I think they were just
2: doing the same bits. Well, if, if one is not funny at all, then one must be funnier. Or right? less funny.
1: Yeah. It but, can go either way. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Well, well that would make the other one funnier if yeah, the other one's less funny. But why? Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's,
1: he's terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I didn't it. Even know who it was until. Uh, until um, I don't even know the show. I should I keep my
1: mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, I, you can Google Gallagher and, and the no story. You can't? I mean, you can. If no. You can spell it correctly. He was bigger in the 80s. Definitely and, and bigger, and maybe in a, maybe not so big overseas. Kind of overseas. that prop comic, yeah. Nonsense, movies, even like yeah. I think carrot top. Took I think he was on. Away with it.
0: <clears throat> I think but, I probably know who he was because he would show up on yeah. MTV occasionally, yeah, and talk show, daytime talk shows, and they stuff get like that.
1: Plastic sheets to the front three rows because you're going to get hit with broken watermelons. Yeah,
0: so, so, so dumb. Stupid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we should go break some watermelons. I think we should. Let, let, let our let our fine it's almost, friends. It's
1: almost watermelon season it's almost time mm-hmm. about mid-June or so watermelons come yeah in Texas central Texas Luling mm-hmm. watermelon thump anybody mm-hmm. yeah Rod Stewart knows yes he does he just likes the seeds he doesn't care for the he likes the seeds
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right boys and oh, girls we gotta, we gotta
1: cut the camera <laughs> yeah, we get, we're gonna I'm we dying we... to tell Chad about this story yeah this is from like the seventies, though, right? That's weird. The early eighties. The, the myth
2: is was born whenever it was born, but it's carried throughout. It's it, it's 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 like the Richard Gear uh, thing. It's just there's there's just there's no beginning and no end to it. It yeah. will, but it's uh, you know it's that's that's, that's how nice. it is. But we are glad you're listening. We're glad you're here. We're I just think safe. it's
1: appropriate that the only time I saw Rod Stewart, the entire stage was white.
2: Oh, they painted it.
1: White monitors, white microphone stand, white drums, white guitars. Everything was white. Maybe he's just carrying that myth a little bit further.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> when was that? Eighty-nine. Oh wow. Ninety. Me and my sister went to Old Orchard Beach, Maine, to go see him play. Okay. The show, it was fun, entertaining, you know. She was a big Rod Stewart fan, and so I said, I'll go, I'll go with you, what the hell? Rod, Rod's fine. Carmine wasn't playing drums, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Of. But Phil Chen was on bass. Who? Phil Chen. Phil Chen.
0: Who played Who played on uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy?
1: Co-written by Carmine a Uh That is Phil Chen on bass, and that's Carmine is, on drums, okay, and... Yeah. Uh, it's whatever that late seventies band was, because
0: I was saying that's the first thing I think of when I think of him is that that band on that on that on that song.
2: They got it. They
1: they that groove it. is
2: so cool. Yeah. The line is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to end the show, so you guys go have fun with Rod. <laughs> Come again. <laughs> yes, and again. So, uh, but uh, we uh, yeah. you know, thanks for listening uh, and right, uh, everybody be safe and we hope to see you very very soon. Yes yes and tune in this Saturday. Live broadcast. Yeah. Request a song. June 13th. Say no to drugs. Yes. And then forget what we said. Yeah. Facebook slash bloggers slash live.
0: All right. Thanks, y'all. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye.